0: Greetings and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I am your host, Ray Trujillo, and thank you, all of you, for your presence today upon this very beautiful day, August 12th, 2023. And for today's transmission, I will be elaborating further upon Venus retrograde and all of the benefic effects of this particular planet of love and beauty, benevolence and joy can significantly offer us upon our earthly realm. And in addition to how Venus can affect various signs, houses, placements differently, there is much to celebrate for each of you individually, um, your unique self. There is this, essentially, a specific blueprint of our soul, let's say, and also our unique journey that each and every one of us has in our spiritual progression and also with our spiritual learning and our enlightenment. And so when we confront our goals and what we seek to endeavor, and when we align with that upon this incarnation to complete our soul's sojourn in essence, that we reflect upon what is it in this particular timeline that we endeavor to seek to fulfill, to, let's say, encapsulate and also thereby complete with the self. And so Venus retrograde is truly an auspicious and opportune time to revisit, rewind, resurrect, readdress, contemplate with deep introspection to what qualifies us deep within our inner life, our interior spectrum the grace the virtue that we essentially seek to transcend in from the shadow self and the core wounds that we endure that we have basically let to fester within for myriad of time and so forth and any of the previous traumas and also the unrealized traumas And to also take a moment to sit within thyself and declare to your inner realm, I am worthy. And when you can speak that, even if you're in the progress of working upon your worthy pattern, I am worthy, I am lovable, and I truly value myself. For example, if you're re-examining healthy boundaries with love, if you're re-examining healthy boundaries with your financial spectrum, with your money, with your belongings, your material possessions, and where you want to posit more of a structure and also posit more of a discipline with that. And boundaries, again, boundaries of the self and also boundaries externally. And so when... You can also, during this time, have a definite reconsideration and deliberation with anything pertaining to your love relationships, and this can be in the element of romantic partnership with soul partner, life partner, anything like that, best friends, your siblings, family, co-workers, you, you- connection with others and also your connection with yourself yet when we look at the in the encapsulation of love relationships and how do you want to be treated and in turn how do you want to treat others what is reciprocal so we have all these questions that come up within and we can postulate upon so many notions here yet when we look at what is a skewed balance-wise. What is balanced? What has harmony? What contributes value to your life? What is deducing the value from your life? And is there perhaps an inversion of your reality? And what defines your love language? And if you're single or newly single or a long-timer-by-choice-single um, you know, there's so many respective ways that people choose to live their life. And then those that have been single that are seeking and looking and have not had, quote-unquote, luck in love, right? Um, this is a definite time, universally and cosmically and planetarily, to really look and confront with these concepts. Because time. there's much to work with even if you feel that you have confronted some disastrous opposition in the past, let's say, and let's say that if you're presently encumbered and um, that maybe you're in an aggressive um, state of yourself and you have a lot of um, judgment to your partner or your partner has judgment towards yourself and, or vice versa. And there's this completely kinetic imbalance and there is this energy of oppressiveness and, this control that is not favorable in the control. There's discipline, yet there's also control, and there's control against our free will, and that results in unhappy and unfulfilling mentalities and also the imbalances in the relationship that, let's say, if you're in a a very imbalanced, where it's not in that whole sum of Equivalence where there's that structure and things feel very much where my goodness, I've been married for 30 years and I've where is my life now? What am I doing? I don't know if I'm happy or not. This is a place within the self, and every circumstance is different. And then if there's someone who's newly encumbered, and then they find the faults within themselves the faults within others. This is a time for observation on a grand scale and also self-observation because the things that come up as things heal within, you observe more in the attitudinal alignments of others and how they adjust with you and how you correspondingly adjust with them. And so thereby that creates this, where there's this beautiful enmeshed reality of brilliance and harmony and copacetic energy and cohesiveness and then if it is not aligned then there's that conflict and then there's that rigorous corrosive energy that is not beneficial to the self or to the person in question either so there's much to consider with that but also in relationships if you're in a very very happy joyfully bliss and most magical state of love in its finest element, yet you want to check in with yourself. And perhaps, let's say, a maintenance check um, or maybe a, a attitudinal adjustment, just looking in, rechecking your placement, um, looking at gratitude versus judgment, being in that state of that blissful yet i'm grateful and i am just wanting to keep things in this alignment as much as i possibly can so i'm going to do everything i can to mitigate any negativity to the best of my ability and to enforce my grace my temperance and the countenance of my love and the countenance of my virtue to fortify my strength and to Be in the state of grace. And usually when that occurs, no matter what the conflict and no matter what the grace and peace that's presented around you, it seems to exemplify so much more in the core elements of what is in service to you and what you're in service of in this universal realm, on this earthly plane, in this incarnation. You feel more of what is aligned with you, and then you also feel what is not aligning with you. And where do you want to check in to keep it operational and keep it functioning, and also to heighten and also maximize the potential? And so, in this moment of this particular shift of Venus, and I'll get into all of that, um, I did want to say that when we reinstate ourselves, if you reinstate your self awareness for the greater good of yourself, when you honor yourself first, to become even more of that vessel of authentic love, that authentic sense of compassion, and the charity, and the virtue, the grace. And when you're beholding the custody of your mind, there is this strength and this inner empowerment. And when you have the custody of thine own mind, and you're embracing your autonomy, your free will that God has bestowed upon us, and you honor that, and you work with it, and then you surrender your love, your light. You surrender all that to God, a greater power, Buddha, the Shekinah, however you want to respectively define it personally for yourself. This is a show for everyone, yet I like to cover and be technical at times, but this is a show for everyone. So whatever your belief system is— or your non-belief system is, you're all welcome here. But when you behold the grace of God and the grace of that intrinsic love within, and you honor yourself, there is a great deal of exquisiteness in which your soul's countenance shines, and you radiate a certain auric vibration in your soul star. And you can attract a great deal of people in your field in your biofield in your realm and it's your choice to have discernment with wisdom, of course. Yet when you behold that, you will attract so much, but you can have more of that grace where things start to align more for you. And so during this particular time, it's a very beautiful, exquisite time to really reroute, rework your mind, your body, your spirit, your health, your heart matrix, and align with your soul star and truly you, we have endured a great deal in this present 12,000 year cycle and each and every one of you out there beholds a divine purpose no matter what you may feel or not if you're cognizant of it or not it is truth there is truth that God made each of each and every one of us. And each of us in his image, in his divine image. And our goal in our soul is to be in that attainableness of enlightenment to perfect any of our defects here in this earthly incarnation. So, whatever the spiritual defects may be, generational defects, and so forth, I could go on and on about that. Yet, when we behold our divine purpose and we seek that. And if we're literally computating it and we're slowly, slowly seeing it, or if it's coming at us rapidly, like the quickening, then yes, of course, it can be overwhelming. But this right here, this particular time, is most opportune to have a moment of pause and revisit the self inwardly. And so when we see what is in balance and see what is balanced, and we want to work with what's balanced. In that attainableness that we seek of that divinity, the empowerment. And if you want to refer to it as God's love, God's most sacred love, the divine love of Mother Earth and Gaia, there are the frequencies that work cohesively. So we're all speaking essentially the same language using different terminologies, yet we're speaking the same equation. So when we actually allow ourselves to seek the pillars of love, and we classify to ourselves, we classify what's most significant, what is most paramount for ourselves in this sojourn, that that we have the of God within us, and that We have a rightful inheritance, just allowing ourselves to seek the pillars of that love. And when we work with that strength and that confidence and that virtue, and we truly utilize the keys that are bestowed upon us to continue onward and upward. And when we continue to traverse and persevere, then the path of restoration of our soul is imminent. That path is imminent and nothing can stop us. There's no garrison, no blockade to prevent us and create an obstacle. Yes, this third dimensional realm does throw us the occasional, and for some, highly frequent, and some, semi frequent, and sometimes it's all at once, like a trifecta. And um, for all of us, we have different soul paths and different karmic paths. And so, We have to be very loving with one another, uh, respectively, because no one can judge anyone else because we do not know their divine path. We do not know what their soul's mission could be. And yes, if people are being and doing illegal activity, criminal activities, that's a different thing altogether that we stay out of that. But I'm speaking of if someone judges someone for uh, doing something for their work that is not illegal, but something that they have to do. And they are in judgment of that person or doing that. um, But who's to say that maybe that is what they're supposed to learn at this time. So no one has the right to judge anyone for anything or look down upon anyone for anything. Or even when there's a deification of people that you don't even know, that you don't even have a connection to. There's this inverted reality and where it can confuse the senses, where you can look so lowly upon one person for zero reason and then look so highly upon another for zero reason at all. They're not contributing to society in a healthy, beneficial way, or they're not uh, personally attacking the self. And so, so many placements here to consider with the element of that when we have the unification of love and this is why i bring up venus because this is a beautiful planet of unification and we see with the unification and judgment that venus does confront because we have the external and the internal and i'll get into all of that in a moment yet when we do continue on that restorative path of the soul we really See the triggers. So, what triggers us with other people, other individuals? And then do we judge ourselves? So we see what we're making that judgment. Are we having a redirection of course in which there's that judgment that comes in? And then you self correct and say, I shouldn't have judged that person. I don't know that person. Um, and so you also judge yourself and you judge others. So there's a whole element there now. When we have Venus retrograde, which when I speak of retrograde, all of you who are listening, uh, most of you I'm pretty certain are familiar with when uh, when someone mentions Mercury in retrograde. And if you're not, that's okay. We're all learning here. We're all here to learn together. And so retrograde is when the planet appears moving backwards in its transit and in the realm that it resides, but within. So, when you have Mercury retrograde, Mercury is a planet of communication. It rules Gemini, and so we have communication, transportation, telecommunication, and so forth. And all those elements can be affected when it goes literally backwards. When it's not as shiny, or it's not as in its action of directness. So things kind of go upside down. Things kind of take a that is as- all. redirect course so much like how Mercury retrograde can have that effect and this is about venus retrograde i'm just mentioning mercury just to kind of familiarize those or relate it so when we have the aspects and the element that affects our life that venus is consistent with which pertains to aspects of the soul venus is a very emotional And physical, and beautiful, aesthetically, inwardly, outwardly, the arts, the creativity, so much is ruling with Venus, and it is the bright star. You'll hear the morning star, Morgan star, and the uh, elements that truly reside that we we can hearken back until the origins of mythology, biblically, and ancient egypt and the aztecs and the goddess venus and so many beautiful allegories and beautiful truths and much that i could get into of course yet when venus goes retrograde it has this i would say in that retrogression phase it can appear to dim and not be as illustrious looking at it can literally vanish before our eyes and so when we see that in the retrograde and in the case especially of venus being the brightest the morning star and when the transit occurs the planet appears to be moving backward in its orbit just like how mercury is the same thing with venus yet when venus appears to go backwards because it's so beautiful it's it's so close to the earth that that's why it has this beautiful capability where we can see it so brightly it has this um the anatomical and astronomical relation to the earth and the sun is just exquisite yet when the transit occurs that the venus planet happens to become in a recession literally like it recedes into its own shadow side and so the natural illumination the natural beacon of light that venus is in its authentic realm it can seem to be dim and that glimmer that beacon i was speaking of that amazing element of that brightness it's just going to be more subdued and so much like ourselves when we need to take a moment and have a reprieve let's say seeking respite in our energetic elements that we are we are all emotional beings we're spiritual beings yes absolutely we're absolutely spiritual beings yet we're also very emotional beings and so there's that psychological and spiritual correspondence of those elements with that introspection that Venus and the realm that she rules is also slowing down, so there's a slowdown. And in the previous shows, I had remarked upon the commencement of it. And at the previous show, July 22nd, we go through the And this typically is around 40 days, but this cycle is 44 days, and I'll also elaborate on that. But we can truly utilize these retrogrades and these shifts as very opportune times to posit that self-reflection and also our dedication in all areas and aspects that I've previously stated. Yes, but in many, many ways, what pertains to love, relationship, material possessions, financial circumstances, there's also confidence in the element of our what's benefic to ourself and in the aesthetics and what we desire, what we how we want to be seen as well, how we want to be received in all manners and beauty, self love, and also grace. Again, the aspects of grace are so paramount for the soul. But most importantly, though, how do we treat others? And how do we want to be treated? What's reciprocal there again And the charms of life and the charisma of ourself, what corresponds authentically with one another? How do we contribute with charity, generosity, and true the essence of the attributes of love to others and animal kingdom and the earthly realm and the creatures of this world? Just, I could go on and on, yet... When we confront and we look and observe the elements of all that is, and you know you'll have people that'll say a lot of famous astrologers and well known very very well well um uh, highly regarded individuals will speak of so much of the notions that pertain <clears throat> to the luxurious state, the blissfulness, the sensuality, the passion and that all encompasses with that unification, the origin. So the unification is the encompassment of all that love brings. And so, you know, you might think Venus, luxury, Venus, the show-off, Venus, the goddess of love, Venus is just all about, you know, goddess Aphrodite. Well, there's so much more to it than just that. There's so many deeper elements, like I was saying, that, we're all spiritual and emotional beings. And so as much as that, what the appearance can be, literally the appearance and illusion, there can be truth to the illusion, yet look deep within the interior life. What is deep within the realm of the self? What affects the self? And so when you have some of these elements, let's say, Mm, I'll bring up this. Many of you may have noticed in recent months even, and even at the inception of some of the different shifts in moon cycles and planetary cycles, and also with our magneto shield, I could go on about that as well, but I'm going to address this right now that there are, the cycles, if you've noticed cyclic events and themes, especially since maybe two weeks prior to July 22nd, that there could have been even the beginning of July, even in June, let's say, but that there are these consistent or concentric type of themes and resurfacing of cycles interwoven throughout your personal lives. Notice if maybe there's theme coming up for you like that um because the reason i mention this is because there's this great deal of significance because this is due to the fact that venus does have an eight-year cycle in its retrogression and that venus literally does retrace its steps and so if we notice the moon as earth's satellite the cycles the lunar cycles the rhythms of the earth the cosmos the moon in technicality, th- the Earth is a satellite, and with of the, um, and with the Moon, and there's this correlation with Venus being the brightest planet that follows the Sun, and so when we think of it in that way, and we technicality, and we see the star that the Sun is, in all those technicalities, we see the Venus cycles, and yes, Venus cycles have been studied rigorously throughout the ages and it's venus she has been a subject of high reverence of sacred reverence um literally from the helm of antiquity so in that high energetic quality that we see and we know venus to be that venus does derive from that essence her physicality is just beyond extraordinary radiant beauty and You know, it's superb beauty. It's just striking. And when we observe in the cosmos and the solar system, and we can say that it can be attributed to many factors, yet what it derives mostly due to her astronomical vicinity, and that's the proximity the closest to our planet Earth. And so in the aspects of her cycles, where her retrogrades occur ethereally and magically. There's ways in which she affects us. And when she moves periodically from the evening star, which is visible literally a few hours after sunset, and also into the movement, the shift of the morning star, which many of you have heard, I'm sure, and you might know more than I do about this, but in the elements of the visible hours, literally in the morning starts before the sun rises, maybe a couple hours prior to, depending on where you live, depending on the visibility, but when, wherever you reside, let's say on this side of the equator or on the other side of the equator, when you see and behold the prismatic beauty of Venus, it is beyond breathtaking and spectacular. Undoubtedly so that when the shift commences and When you see the shift from the evening to morning star and it reverts back again, this revolving cycle, Venus appears to literally vanish in the interim and for short durations of time. But, you know, we can say the cloak of invisibility, right? Um, But when these distinct shifts and changes occur within the cycle of Venus, there's also distinct shifts of Venus's energy and so during those retrograde cycles that can last about when i mentioned 40 days give or take in this present venus it's 44 days yet when venus does have the retrograde it's literally every 18 months and within an 8 year cycle and venus will return back to its zodiac sign in that 8 year cycle so geocentrically and geocentrically is how we observe planets from the earth so when we look at this and we have this earth centered perspective and we can i would say observe and notice and you know people feel also that's why i am technical with this because many people are so susceptible to the energies where they just wake up and they know that there's a planetary alignment occurring there are many sensitive people and that's a beautiful gift. Sometimes you have to work with it, but um, paying attention to those senses. Um, so, So visibly, noticeably, and also etherically, where you feel it in your subtle body, and also in your, if you're a great empath, you can feel a great deal and a myriad of things. So when you have these rhythms and the motion of Venus, and you've maybe heard of like the five petals uh, venus and the five points can appear in the pentagram way and the pentala um well within over each year of these um periods within an eight year period of spectrum there is literally between the position that's relative of the earth venus and sun there's a five time occurrence of a repeating cycle within that cycle so let's just say and then over the next sequential eight years, that there is a repetitive, almost identical cycle five times more. And so that can be a bit confusing at times unless you really look at a diagram of this and you can see the five-pointed star. And I'll get into Pythagorean in a moment. But when I speak of these phases, though, Let's look at 1999, the year 1999, the year 2007, the year 2015, and also this present year, 2023. So think about any particular time frame in your life or maybe someone that you know is going through something right now, a dark night of the soul, or also where they're reclaiming their life right now. They are resurrecting their soul. They are in bliss. They are really acquiring their goals right now after some tumult right so think about this notion eight-year cycles and this is why i'm dissecting this right now to present this in a a pragmatic state but when you see these time frames what's applicable to you that is resurfacing now like if 1999 was a year 2007 was a year there's themes and right now in this particular time that theme is repetitive it's coming up or someone from the past is coming back different elements can occur during these cycles and again it's because venus literally is retracing its steps so do not be surprised if you hear from an old long-lost friend or someone that you lost touch with even if it's a love partner even if it's um if you're looking and single and old romantic partner might resurface or even if it was painful and you want to quash it for good. You want to put it to rest. You want to vanquish the memory of that that no longer serves you. This is the time to heal during this particular time. So when you see these elements recurring back into your life when past comes to present and present reflects the past, that when you are examining and revisiting the core wounds, the places within that you sought to heal. and truly confront and address and heal further because when you do have themes that represent a certain element in your life and if it's positive or not so positive, but when it resurfaces, this is especially the time to indwell within the spirit within yourself to seek, to purify, to forgive and to cleanse. And if this means forgiving yourself, if you forgive yourself, This is the time where if you forgive yourself, you have liberation of the self, of the soul, and you learn from those transgressions, even the transgressions that were directed inwardly to the self. And so you reassess, you reexamine, and also reconstitute your personal declarations, your personal Ten Commandments. So if you're noticing moments of nostalgia, Let's go with nostalgia, nostalgia of the past. And there's this a deeply amazing time of your life, or on the contrary, a very deeply disturbing time that you are truly ready to heal now and release and surrender and give it to God, give it to Source, give it to the higher God of power, give it to Mother, the Goddess, whatever you want to give it to, just as long as you expel it and you do it in a very sacred and peaceful manner that has no harm unto yourself. So this is what I speak of when I, when I mention how geocentrically the planet's influences on our life, when we see it and we are encountering it from an Earth perspective and also feeling it, psychically feeling it, empathically feeling it in the senses. So when we encounter these eight-year cycles, And literally the five retrogrades within each eight-year cycle, and again, if you can see a diagram somewhere, um, that could be very beneficial, yet I'll try to articulate the best I can, yet Venus does complete its elements in a five-pointed star. So you're going to see the five-star position cycle in the pentagram, the petals of Venus, whatever... You know, there's so many different ways to refer to it. But it equates to literally the ten petals of the chakras. So we have numerous chakras, more than what is classically instructed to us. But you'll also notice that there's also the inferior and the superior conjunctions between Venus and the Sun, which leads into more of this, I would say, when we can really discuss and reflect upon how beautiful the element of that five-pointed star is and how there's this intrinsic relation within our energetic field. And we have sacred geometry, and we're all in this universe of sacred geometry. There is so much to this. So, there is... Oh, and I will mention. Um, I wanted to mention Venus and Kazini, and I believe I have a call. And hello, is this... hello, hi. hi. Welcome to the Beyond hi. Earth show. Well,
1: thank you. I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm a long time listener. I, I love your show. I always learn new things every time I tune in. And this was a this today's show is really resonating with me, and I I wanted to call in. I, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, the, the path that you're speaking on because I'm it's really it's really uh, like I said resonating with me as far as the Venus retrograde goes. I'm I'm very much a novice so I don't know a whole lot about the the planets uh aspects and the, and astrology but I've learned so much from you. And I wanted to ask a quick question. Absolutely. And I'm take about, your
0: time. You. I'm I'm it's a pleasure to help you.
1: Thank you and, and it really has. And uh, a, w- a long time ago, years ago, I, I'm not sure if I heard something from somebody or read something about uh, Venus, the planet, making a pent- pentagram in its orbital path. Yes, yes. Is, that, is it, does, And I was so amazed when I heard it at the time. I was, I remember being like awestruck because it's a like a sacred geometry shape. I imagine, but it does it naturally. You know, the planets make that shape, and so it, I always sort of thought like that would with a man made shape but when I heard that it it just speaks of such inte- speaks of intelligent design and it's just uh, was amazing to me but that is true that it does make that that orbital pattern that forms a pentagram over a series uh, over a cycle of years
0: absolutely and i'll I'll tell you this are you ready for this that
1: yes.
0: in essence because um if you've heard of the you know Pythagoras right you've heard of the Pythagoras yes. theory uh-huh. and so there's that pentagram, because the five, and pent, the origin of pent in Latin is five. And so when we have Venus, which is the planet of most love and the divine feminine, but the opposing aspect is Mars. Mars is the divine masculine. And so Mars equals three, Venus equals two, mm-hmm. Venus's number is two, and Mars is three. Three and two equals the whole sum of five, right? And so, oh, not? When you yeah. ha- uh, right, isn't that amazing? And so five
1: yes. is that
0: number in that pentagram, that pentala, that, you know, that when you have yes, that, it, it is, it's fascinating. And so God's creation and all that intelligent design, it's by no mistake, because this universe has laws and rules. And I, I mean, I, I, there's, see, there's a duality here that we're always working with. If you've heard yin and yang, think about that, the polar opposite, where you have you have you know conflict, dark, war, then you have peace, love, harmony, so when you have the Mars and Venus, that's literally their marital they're literally married in the cosmos, but Venus comes up with that too, and then with all how there's the five elements that are concurrent that happen within an eight year cycle, and you have five Definitely. retrogrades literally in. About in the 18 month cycle, that there's five retrogrades within an eight year cycle. That's by no mistake. These are all down to the specific detail. God's blueprint is so miraculously divine, and it's just like so much we can cover. Yeah, not a random random event. You know, and it was Pythagoras truly, though, because there's the rhythm of the pentagram and the symbol that's it's literally that symbol was held in high regard. You know why it was held in high regard? Because it actually. Have you ever heard of the golden ratio? Um, yeah, the, the golden ratio, name, right? Uh huh. Yes, and so again, the shows for everyone. So there's different realms, you know, different languages for everyone. But the golden ratio is a is a long held, let's say, classified, a secret symbol. But if you awaken yourself to see what's around you. When you stop to look at the prisms of a petal, of a snowflake, there's so much beauty in that sacredness. And you look at animal kingdom and the trees, and there's this morphic resonance, and everything just starts to magnify itself and to also have a mirror of itself. And so it starts to replicate itself. Nature has a, a tremendous way of replicating itself and to continue forth and to literally, um, you know, claim the earth the way it should. and just like earth does so does the planetary spectrum and so when we because we're all from the stars we're all from you know we're star seeds right so Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. essence though when you look at this and the symbols the mysteries of god the countenance of the mysteries that there are hidden symbols everywhere and these hidden symbols truly behold the universal laws of the kingdom of god the kingdom of universe um, and there's a golden ratio. The golden ratio is truly of harmony, beauty, reverence, respect on that balance. And so, you know, there I is a great.
1: Things, oh, I'm,
0: I'm so, sorry. I'm
1: showing on so grateful for, for you uh, having the ability to, to convey this and, and help me identify that help, you know, help me see things that I didn't previously see. And uh, I thank you for that. Cause it's, it, It applies like today. It's almost like sometimes I feel like you, you know, it's like synchronicity or something. Because like when you mentioned uh, patterns repeating themselves, and now it's time for closure. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, when you when you judge somebody, what you what you don't like that you see in someone else is oftentimes what you don't like in yourself. You know, a piece, something you recognize a little bit of it in yourself, and you don't like that, so it makes you judge somebody else. that, That that all really hit home (laughs) and it applied for me very personally. So I I appreciate the show. And and like I said, it feels like synchronicity sometimes when I tune in.
0: (laughs) Oh, well that means the world to me and I'm so happy and honored. It's a privilege. It's an honor to be here and to speak with you. And I appreciate you being a supporter and a member and um, subscribing to my show. It means the world to me. And um, while you're here, I did want to say that, you know, I, I will when I when I resume the rest of the show. I will actually speak more about the fifth elemental sphere and and more of that. If that if that's something you would like me to extend upon, I would be happy to 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 do more of that for, and also in the upcoming show because there's so much to cover with this. But with um. It is true, though, that there is synchronicity right now, though. The portals are opening up, and actually, tomorrow is going to be the Kazemi. And this is for everyone, including you, Agatha, right? Agatha? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and I love your name, by the way. Agatha's beautiful name. Um, mm-hmm. And so, tomorrow, August 13th, 2023, is the Venus Kazemi in Leo. And that means, and I'll Try to do my best to articulate this for everyone, but it's literally a moment of reprieve and rest and pause because the sun in its relation to Venus will literally be mm-hmm. like melded together and meshed in its own state. So it's going to be very celestially inferno like, fiery, beautiful, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the power of it, the magnetism of it, it gives a recharge. And it gives us also a rest from all of our hard work and introspection with healing our core wounds and working towards our goals and confronting elements where the opposition and the peace that we are striving to receive, there's a moment where we have a respite, where literally God's hand, the Holy Spirit, the archangel realm, the cosmic realm, the galactic kingdom literally is saying, okay, everyone here, let me give you a hand with that. Let's remove Mm -hmm. some of the Mm -hmm. obstacles. Let's literally, um, annihilate the garrison and let's create some ease into all the hard work. You've been working so hard training for the triathlon. You know what? Guess what? Today, your muscles are going to move perfectly. You're going to have perfect flow and you're going to have you know, perfect contrology. you're gonna have perfect breath and oxygen levels. The same thing with psychologically, mentally, spiritually, where you're working so hard, you're seeing all this, but now you have, it's almost like swimming, where you're doing underwater, uh, you know, aerobics, right? You're just doing, Mm -hmm. it's like liquid, it's fluid. But in a way, that's what tomorrow is bringing in. And so for literally, maybe even a week or so, we're gonna have a lot of energies that we can maximize for our best overall potential and you you may see yeah good good because whatever has that synchronistic effect within you and also i always say this um if since we're on the phone triggers any particular triggers that come up from the past we're saying you know even 1999 2007 2015 and present day any triggers, good or bad, that come up, this is a time to maybe put them to rest. Where we put them, we on
1: observe, observe it, observe, yes. and that's what I'm going to do. Is and then
0: you know, reevaluate,
1: and then yeah, put, it, give it closure. Give it the closure. Hasn't gotten that. That re- really resonated for me personally. But uh, I don't well, want to take up any more time. did what you have any other questions while say. we're
0: here? Did you have anything else you'd it, like to
1: ask? Nothing that stands out. But um okay. just yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I love your show and uh my, I'm getting a couple of friends that are listening to it now and and uh it's really a, it's really a, been self transformative for me.
0: Thank this you. This means the whole world to me and I so appreciate you and um uh you're motivating me to do more uh work on these topics. So thank you and mm-hmm. I so and call anytime. You never interrupt have a great me. great It's all in my head. We, we so I
1: can. Yes. <laughs> great. Thank you. Have a okay. good weekend.
0: You have a beautiful Bye. weekend. And tell your friends hello. Thank you, Agatha. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: Bye. Thank you. Well, thank you for all of you. And you can call in the show anytime. Um, and so I, um, I tried to address the rest of the... Audience, with some general information um, as well, while we had the lovely caller um, contribute and and call in, and I always welcome that, and I I, I enjoy it very much to interact with all of you um, whenever the opportunity presents itself. And she brought up some key points that about, and I know that um, I plan to continue this topic in the upcoming show because we're still going to be in venus retrograde up until around september 3rd and there's also shadow aspects as well shadow prior to and also post phase yet when the the elements when um when we have the i was actually telling her about venus kazemi and leo and when i was telling that to agatha just now on the phone that it literally occurs tomorrow, August 13th, 2023, this is a time that there will be an emphasis on focusing on attachments and the attachments that serve and also the attachments that no longer serve us letting go and also letting go in a healthy way, a transformative way and also looking upon that what. You attract what you bring in, so whatever you feel that you are aligned with when you draw in, what you draw into you, truly examine and observe that during this and Venus, because it is literally exalted by a, the tremendous force of the Sun and the strength of the Sun. And so due to the fact that they are positioned close in proximity to one another, this is even more of a heightened force. So you know, during this upcoming week from, you know, August 13, 2023, Venus will appear to be completely gone, vanished from the sky. So again, the cloak of invisibility that she will shift from the evening star to the morning star. And so, um, you know, Venus will enmesh with herself with the sun and by the alchemy of the cosmos under God's divine creation, that, As I was telling Agatha, there will be a reprieve and literally halt anything that is um, not benefic. So anything negative or anything that's overwhelming forces that are working against you, not for you, you know, this is the time to allow that fiery, celestially beautiful, that purposeful inferno, the aspects of that mighty unification to help and to present a basically like a a restorative peace for yourself and so and if you've been remiss with yourself or delaying a great personal task if you've had the dark night of the soul you've been in avoidance this is also an opportunity that's an auspicious time to truly allow that ease to help you facilitate you and allow the planet venus which is truly you know is the divine feminine and as i was mentioning on the phone with agatha that, that there's the opposite of the venus element which is mars that's divine masculine energy and so mars is a myriad of aspects and where we have the deep realms and the challenges and the ruler of pain the tumults we encounter and so when we have those we also have the propagation to entreat upon the elements of healing and so when we confront such trials these tribulations we can thereby overcome such trials and tumults with that steadfast dedication so when we proceed with that self-love and the progress of our earthly spiritual journey so while we do overcome these obstacles and we receive the sanctification in the spiritual path of purification for ourselves (coughs) we can consider the relationships between the divine masculine mars and the divine feminine venus and so it's truly like a marriage like i was saying to agatha that the mystical union is present that venus is about unification love balance that counteracts the deep wounds and the oppressive forces of mars and so when we have the Application of that sacred geometry, and we have the let's say, as I was mentioning earlier, the five pointed star, the petals of Venus. And think of the Pythagorean theorem, the true pentagram, the symbol that's held in that highest regard, the number five. Think two plus three equals the whole sum five, two being the number of femininity and three of masculinity. So there's that mystical union, and in that element of balance. And harmony that equates to five so think of that and think of the sacredness the benefic blessings the mysteries of God and the countenance of the mystery of God and refer back to the golden ratio and the hidden mysteries of our sacred universe and so in closing when you can see through the veil more so and when You recognize that God and the universe has laws and the rules of order, and we can bring in the golden ratio of harmony and beauty and also in that perfect, precise, that precision in the element of ourself, in that sacred mirror of ourself. And so we look at the interior life, the internal life, the sanctification of ourselves and the temperance and the source of our virtues, the wisdoms of our soul. We seek to honor ourselves and we look within, we utilize Venus in the application of this Venus retrograde and utilizing with planetary spheres. And so we have the corresponding elements within all of us to work with the energies that God gives us, the Holy universe grants upon us and emphasize more to us the experience of our earthly sojourn and our earthly existence and also our journey that we have in the composite so when we fortify our strength and we fortify our considerations for ourselves allow this time to truly redirect your feelings and heal and reflect deep within and remember that self love right now is the most important most vital component and love is the most and most significantly powerful supernatural divine attribute of god the creator the source of the whole universe. And so we love ourselves as we love others. We love the animal kingdom. We love our earthly kingdom. We love our star seeds, celestial, galactic kingdom. We love God. We love our archangels. We love our garden angels. And so I thank all of you today. And I thank Agatha for calling in. And I thank all of you and all of you that subscribe and all of you that participate. And I look forward to our upcoming show in the next two weeks. And it's been an honor and a privilege. This is your host, Ray Trujillo of the Beyond Earth Show. And I hope all of you have a most splendid, magical, and phenomenal upcoming two weeks. Thank you again. Bye.